Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back, my Afro people. It is I, your host, Mireille, and we are back again uh, for the last end of the year podcast. Um, I'm here with my host. Hey, everybody, it's the boss. Hey, the boss. Can you believe we literally have only like two weeks to the end of the year? I know. This year has gone by really quick. I know. It's, it's been a, I know, I feel like it's been a very fulfilling year. A lot has happened, which, you know, you can say for yourself or myself as well. I am kind of excited to see what's coming up, you know, next year. After what the year of 2021, where there's a lot of issues with COVID and all the other things going into this year, even though we still have it, but it felt a little bit different. Like you said, it felt more successful. And like you said, we're looking forward to what next year brings. Exactly. Well, we all know with this time of the year also brings the flu. And I don't know, every year, everywhere I'm going right now, I just see people like sneezing and coughing. I'm like, oh my God, please. Like if you're going to sneeze, like, can you like sneeze in your, in your, in your <laughs> arm? Cause I, I just, I know it could be allergies, but like, it just freaks me out. And, um, I know that, you know, since COVID, like since everything went back to sort of normalcy, Nobody talks about COVID anymore, but it's still happening, guys. Like, please, even if you're not wanting to take your third or fourth or fifth booster, like, still, like, use common sense. Um, the good thing is that the government is actually giving out the free at-home COVID-19 tests. Oh, um, again? You, yes. You okay. can order for, uh, up to four of them. They send oh, really? you four free at-home COVID tests, and you can go order it from covid.gov slash test. Yeah, and o- you can only order per household, only one order per household. So uh, make sure you get that in. They're actually planning on start starting to ship them out from the 19th, which is tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday the 18th. So go ahead and order your free at-home COVID test. Um, it doesn't hurt if you're at home and you're Absolutely. sick. Just take the free test and then don't expose yourself to other people, please. You know? No, that's a very good point because, like you said, this is a combination season with flu also. So sometimes you need to know uh, if it's the flu or is it actually COVID that you have. Yeah, and there's been some weird cough thing that's been going around. Like you see, a lot of kids are being hospitalized for it. Like people are just coughing a lot. Honestly, have not been paying attention to what's happening outside you know, the world these days because it's just too much information with like dealing with inflation and like prices of food and things like, but you know, the prices of gas is coming down, but everything else is going up. So I, it's just been overwhelming to be honest. But So do you think then the way things look next year is going to drop back or you think it's going to keep rising as like the year goes in? I we're still going to continue on this trend for a while before things ever go down. Um, I don't know, and I don't know how that's helping anybody. But you know, seven, eight months ago, like mm-hmm. I came across this YouTube um, content creator that kept talking about hoarding, and people in the <laughs> comments were making fun of the person. The person, was, the person kept saying, "No, that you should be hoarding your food. You should be hoarding." Well, when I say hoarding, it means as this in the sense of storage, like storing like uh, dry items, like rice, like right. beans. And now, like that, I'm seeing the way things are going. I'm like, look, this guy knew what he was talking about because the prices of food items right now is ridiculous. Those of you who are eating out, like, I, I don't know <laughs> what kind of money y'all make, but like, it is high. So are you, you know? doing your own hoarding right now? 
I, I feel like it's too late for me. At this point, <laughs> it's too late. I mean, I, I do have like leftover items at home so I can like make food, but um, you'll be good to go. Know, I, I think I'm good to go for at least like a month or two if something happens. That's not bad. Yeah, but I do need water. I don't believe in buying water, but I I'm gonna find um a jar or something to store water. Yeah. On the same trend of uh, of the COVID, another thing that caught my eye the other day, and I don't know why this has not gained a lot of traction. Did you hear about this whole 50,000-year-old zombie virus that was revived by scientists in Russia? Zombie virus? I thought that yeah, was only in TV shows, Walking Dead like, and stuff. Can, <laughs> exactly. Like, how can what? they write a headline like this and then not even, nobody's talking about it, I'm guessing. So this, the news actually came out um, at the end of uh, November. They say French, so this was, let's see, I think I saw this on the uh, Tribune um, India. And let me see if okay. I can pull up the article here. Um, so what they're saying is that French scientists revived a 48,500-year-old zombie virus buried under a frozen lake in Russia. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> they say, according to the New York Post, the French scientists have sparked fears of another pandemic after the revival of zombie virus. Okay, first of all, why are we reviving any viruses? Like why? That's my point. Like, what was the point of this? Were they trying to yeah. compare? compete with another virus or what's the point of reviving this if nobody asks for it but um i don't know they're saying that more research is needed to assess the level of infectiousness of these unknown viruses when exposed to light heat oxygen i'm like okay well if nothing is happening leave it where it's supposed to be why are you trying to figure out why what it does when it's exposed to light heat oxygen whatever like I don't know, man. Like, As a scientist, we, I we feel like our own downfall. Yeah, sometimes people just do too much. Like the people, people want to be breakthrough, have the first innovative research, have the first creation dumb. of something, have the first antivirus medicine. But I'm like, if nobody asks for all of this trouble, why are you going and reviving and finding all these things that will cause issues when it gets when it starts spreading and it takes away life? So that's why I say sometimes, if things are fine, just leave it where they are. Yeah. Um, Aren't you forgetting something? What what happened? It's coming close to the end of the year, Christmas time. Where's my gift? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I I have already according to me, I've already offered you, you know. Well, but that was a couple of weeks ago when you offered to me those um access to my games. Yeah, but you should be happy that I gave you anything at all. Like I don't know since when did Christmas become about gift giving? <laughs> You know, always so been a debate, right? you know, is it about the gift or the religion? I think we talked about this already. If you're a Christian, like gift giving should be the last thing on your mind. It should be about, you know, if you believe in, in God and Jesus Christ, then this is about the coming of Christ, right? But that makes you happy too, right? You get your gift, you're happy, you go celebrate, you go to church, right? You can I have mean, two. It would be nice. You can have both be- war, right? Yeah, you definitely can. I mean, one thing that I actually like to bring up, I'm glad you brought this topic up, is it, it, I feel like. It is, I mean, in quotes, they call it the most wonderful time of the year because people, you know, people are always busy and stressful throughout the year. And then they they take this time to spend time with family. And I do want to, you know, 
shed light to people who don't have family. I feel like this is probably not the most wonderful time of the year for them. And yep. it can affect your mental health when everybody's so like giddy and happy and like, oh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And, you know, in, in that spirit and people who have lost, you know, their loved ones and lost family members that they always spend time with during this time of the year and they don't get to do that anymore. So, um, I just kind of want to say I hear you, I see you, I understand, I can appreciate what you're going through. Um, and, and I think I talked about this maybe in one of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. I really don't like the flip between like Christmas holiday season to the new year. Because everybody's so like, oh, happy holidays. They're like <laughs> opening the door for you or oh, wishing you everything. And then like... Um, 2nd of January, like, everybody's back to business. That's like, when everybody... Be, you know, exactly. no, no more smiley face, <laughs> no more, like, oh, holiday spirit, oh, yeah, holiday discount. Like, I just feel like, why why can't we be that way throughout the year? Yeah, it's kind of like... It's kind of... I don't know how to really explain it because, it yeah... It feels fake to me. It you really see the Yeah, you really see the switch in people. When it comes close to the holidays, everybody wears their Christmas sweaters, they're bringing the gifts that seeming nicely... Do you think also because there's a lot of it's a vacation time involved with it, so people feel like, okay, I get to relax, I get to spend time with my family, so they get more happy. I mean, with that's that. a good point. Maybe people's mindsets are more um, relaxed during that time because they don't, they're getting to spend time with family. So that's right. a good point. But it's just really, it feels really crazy weird. the way it flips and changes. <laughs> Once the new year happens, people are back to business. Like, you know, people, you're walking down the street during the holiday season, people are like, happy holidays. Like, oh, cheers. And like, you know, and then like the uh, 10th of January, like the same person may have seen you and just walk past you as if you don't even exist. Like, why do we do that? You know? So you so, think it's always around the, the 10th of January that that happens? I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, <laughs> just say in general but um i think mental health is a big um issue and this joy filled holiday season can be very challenging but for those who are impacted by mental illness so um absolutely shed light to that and you know please you know reach out to someone you know that's close to you um and i hope that you don't take it too hard on yourself all right now the topic of the hour which we are recording this podcast is the World Cup, okay? So we're going to wow. head over to the sports section with D-Boss. Where do I begin with this? I will say in my lifetime, this has been one of the greatest or even the greatest World Cup that has, has ever happened. Wow. Because just from the beginning, when they mentioned Qatar, everybody was like, why are they taking the World Cup to the Middle East? Exactly. What is the reason of taking this to a place that is so warm, humid, and the weather is not going to be good for the players to play. That was the first complaint. Next down, they went out to, oh, they are moving it to the middle of the season, which means the oh. players are already in their clubs. 
And when they're in the clubs now, they'll have to take a break to come and play the World Cup. So that means that it had to happen in November, December, which is this period, which normally it never happens this period. It's right. normally in June, July. So that's why added to all this craziness because now it's making the debate that moving forward, should the World Cup be during this period or should it go back to being at the end of the season in the clubs? Um, I feel like this period is nice. So it's good for, it's a good temperature all around for people, right? Right, but then in terms of traveling, isn't that difficult? Because many people take time during the summer, right? They have holidays. You can travel and go and watch the games. But this one, you have to take off. You have to sneak. You have to tell your bosses, oh, I'm sick or something. But still, it was still filled. Like the stadiums were all filled. So people still found a way to go. They said, exactly. So our next um, rendezvous is actually in the USA and Mexico, right? So hopefully by this time... we will be recording the podcast live from the stadiums. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might be camping, you know, in front of the Dallas stadium or the Houston stadium and be like, you know, just cheering out the games. But we're very excited. I, I hope that the U.S. performs a lot better. It's always nice when the hosting um, country. So, Nation, yeah, it's right. the U.S. It's Mexico, U.S. Canada. Canada. So Exactly. I am rooting for all three plus our African countries. I mean, I'm rooting for African countries first. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Plus, yeah, plus the good thing about that World Cup, there'll be more teams. So instead of 32, they'll double it up 64 teams. That's great. So Africa will get four more places, which is good for Africa. About time. About yeah. time. So instead of five nations going, it'll be nine nations. So that's good. But now that makes me worried because that means that the qualifiers will be could be tricky. Because what if another team that's not really good like beats a really strong team? And then they go to the World Cup and get embarrassed. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like the teams that always qualify for the World Cup should like just have a, a pass, like Morocco, obviously, Cameroon, maybe Ghana or Senegal. They should have a pass. Then, 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 then some other few teams, teams can battle, qualify. They can battle mm-hmm. with, with each other and figure out who else is coming, you know? No, that's actually a good idea because, like you say, you don't want to have a team that has never been in the World Cup before go there and be embarrassed because we want to make sure that the top African teams like Senegal, Egypt, Morocco, Cameroon, Ghana, Nigeria can be there. Then what about say, Egypt? What happened to Egypt? Well, Senegal took them out, right, to come to this World Cup. That's oh, who that's they played cool. against. Because they're always a they're pretty good team too. So Exactly. That's always been a team that always reached the finals or semifinals of the African Cup. Yeah. But anyway, but you know to... what? It's not fair too because, you know, if the strong teams cannot beat a small team then you don't deserve to be playing in the world cup in the first place so true true Bethel Mire, say it with me are you ready no messy you have to do the hand movements when you when you do the messy that's right so i'm <laughs> because sure you're happy your favorite player in the entire whole wide world is the man of the match and yes. Argentina is the official winner of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. I will have to go back and check the tape because didn't I predict Argentina? I think you did. I will have to go back and check the I tape. I think you but, did. I think but you yes, did. this is very crazy because... Any, well, uh, anybody been... listening, if you can remember if Daniel predicted this, let us know. Yes. This has been very crazy because the big debate has been 
whether Messi will ever surpass the greatest player even in his own country. Do you know who that player was before in his Messi own came? Country. Yeah, from Argentina. Um, his name is an. It starts with an M. Also, let me give you his first name, Diego. <laughs> Diego did. Uh, I don't think you know. Name? Do you know Diego Maradona? Was, yes, Maradona. I know Maradona. Maradona. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he was the greatest player in Argentina because he won two World Cups with his country. So it was up left to Messi to see if Dude. Messi could take that same leap because mm-hmm. Messi has won a lot on the club level. Yeah. But he never won a major trophy before he won the the, the um, Copa America with mm-hmm. Argentina a couple of years ago. So the biggest thing left for him to win was the World Cup. Yeah. And now doing this now at the age of 36, he can walk in the sun. I think that sun, he can retire. Sun. Exactly. So during the game that's why he even said that this World Cup will be his last. It's, that's Who why it was, was so player? crazy. Who was the player that had the interview that said it would be nice? I think he had an interview with uh, that annoying uh, English journalist. What's his name again? With, uh, Pierce, Bros- Pierce, Pierce Morgan. Something. Yes, Pierce Morgan. Morgan. I, I hate his guts so much. <laughs> but he had an interview with one of these... Um, was it... Uh, Ronaldo? Ronaldo, yes, Ronaldo. Yes. Ronaldo. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. He would retire. Why do yeah. most of them are wanting to retire once they win the World Cup? Like, is that because like the highest goal of achievement for not every only that. Player? Not only that, but the World Cup happens every four years, right? So in four years, you'll be older. So Ronaldo is 38 right now. Ah. So in four years, he's 42. Like, that's going to be old, you know? How old is Messi? 36. So that's we what I'm saying. Messi is 36. That man is 40 <laughs> years old. Yeah. We know way he's 36. He's like, I know, I, that's I, why. He's 41. I know, that's why all my friends were looking and saying that, how can Ronaldo be older than Messi? Because Messi looks older exactly. than him. Exactly. It's just because, you know, Ronaldo is all about his fashion, mannequin, taking care of himself. But Messi just stays normal. He doesn't do all those crazy stuff. So yeah, Ronaldo why... feels very effeminate. He looks like... Yes, he likes to. Oh, don't you know? Yeah, don't you know he's the highest follow person on Instagram in the world? I know, I know. Yes, I know. like, yeah, he's like, he has the highest in the world. Exactly. With all these influencers, all these social guru, but it's the soccer player, Ronaldo, who is the most followed player in the world. Yeah. But yeah. So how do you feel? Messi won. And uh, I know I was just texting with my friend and she's obsessed with uh, Mbappe. She's like, I love Mbappe so much. But Yeah. So for me, it was a little bit of a mixed bag because before this final, I was already happy because from both sides, I had support. I was yeah. supporting Messi from Argentina because growing up, as you know, I was a big fan of Barcelona. And Barcelona mm-hmm. had their star Messi when he played with Eto and all the other greats. So I love the right. way Messi played. I love the way he won the trophies. I love how humble he was. So I love Messi in general. On the other hand, we have France. And France right. has three Cameroonians in their team. Three of them. African team. Exactly. <laughs> they're, exactly. They're full with Africans and three of them were Cameroonians. Two were actually playing. Two many who was one of their best midfielders in this tournament. And of course, Kylian Mbappe, the star of the team. The other Cameroonian was in the bench. So maybe he can come and play for Cameroon next time because he will not be in the bench if he no, plays for Cameroon. We don't want them. They, we, no, we, we, we don't want them. They should not play you don't want them? We don't want them. If they don't want to play for us this time around, then we, we don't want them. Thank you. Exactly. So it was really great to see two of the greats go at it. One who is about to go in his final stages and one who is just beginning. Mbappe yeah. is just 23. 
So in four more years, he 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 has a a really really good, uh, you know. Yeah, just to say that for his age, he has won a World Cup. The last World Cup France won, he won it with them, and then Mm -hmm. the next World Cup he was in the final. So imagine going back to back to the finals of a World Cup at 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 such a young age. That's incredible. Many players dream of this. They cannot even reach a semi-final, but him, his time in the World Cup has been finals and finals and runner-up. Like, that's okay, really, Okay, I changed really my great. mind. Cameroon, please do everything you can to have Mbappe, but I don't think they can afford him anyways. Oh, no. Mbappe cannot come and play for us no more because when you play in the team in the team for your, um, your country, you cannot more play for another country. Really? Yeah, so unless you don't go on the field, if you're in the team, like that's why I said, one of the Cameroonians... If he was on the bench, exactly. you would have had a chance. But as long as you step foot on the game, you cannot yep. play for another Exactly. So that's what I was saying. There's one Cameroonian who has <laughs> not played in a competitive game yet. So maybe he can come and play for us, the, the defender. We need to have that because what the defense we're having at the World Cup were an embarrassment till we changed it against Brazil. So that was a but different topic. But you know topic. one thing I've realized is that... Um, I feel like a lot of African teams have a lot of ego in on the field because I feel like, for example, like, again, I'm not a football um, you know, expert, which you are the expert here, but tell me if I'm wrong. Because when I see the games like uh, Messi playing, it's like they automatically know that Messi is like the god. So they ensure Everybody that they pass him the Everybody fights for him. They play well so that Messi can have the great, the ball to pass and everything. You saw so that right. Is playing, it's like everybody wants to be the man of the match. Oh, yeah, like th- this is my time to shine. Instead of thinking about, okay, this is the best player right now, let's How ensure that the to... ball gets to him. Am, yeah. am I right or am I wrong? You read that right, you're very right. Yeah. That's okay. the issue that has been going on for years and years with African teams. Because, like you said, Messi was very tired and old in this World Cup, he did not have to run a lot. He yeah. Only stood somewhere in the forward area and then his team fought and helped him to get drop the balls, defend well, then give yeah. him the ball when they're going on an attack and then run for him to give the ball back to them. So they were yeah. literally playing. The whole team was playing for Messi. They were not only playing for Argentina, but they were all they playing, were playing for, for Messi. Messi. Yeah. Same thing with France. If Mbappe was in the Cameroon team, he would not be having all these opportunities because everyone would be like, oh, it's me the star. But France know that Mbappe is their star. So they always try to give him the ball, fight for him, give him the ball. <laughs> but like you say, when it's a Cameroon team, everybody's like, oh, I want to dribble. You but know, I'm you sure have, that I'm... the coaches know this. So why is it so hard to say, okay, guys, exhibit A, see how Argentina played for Messi. Why can you guys not play for your star player? Or is it because they have not decided their star player? So Abubakar also... is not the star player. Uh, what's the other guy, Shupamoting, is not the star player. Like, what's the problem? I think it's also just a story of um, egos, right? Because even look at Mbappe, the Cameroonian, he has a big ego too. So Africans have that big ego that they like to be like, oh, I'm the big person. They don't like to be like, oh, let me go and walk behind you like I'm your, like, like, like I'm your bonish. Like, like we say, you know, bonish, which is like somebody who's just coming to help you and do everything that you need. They're like, no, I'm the big star here. I'm going to do, th- I'm going to play and show my own stuff here. But like you said, it's all about the mentality. If next year's and the years coming up, African teams change their mentality, the next World Cup will be more promising for African teams. I don't know. I feel like we've been saying this for so many centuries, and it's just never, it's just never happening. So, but didn't you um, see how good the Moroccan team did? They went right to the semifinals. So that's what I'm saying. 
They did yeah. pretty good. So I think I think Africa teams are. Opinion, do you feel like the Moroccan teams don't have that kind of problem that Cameroon may have or Senegal that has? So, it was kind of funny watching this Moroccan team this walk up because normally this Moroccan team plays that kind of egocentric football too in the past when they were playing the African yeah. Cup and other things. But then I don't know when they had this new coach that came and joined the team before the World Cup. He started giving them that mentality of like fight for each other and play as a unit. So they started playing now like more African teams who play with a lot of power, energy, run, challenge mm. players, be strong. That's why we're, that's why a lot of Africans got behind them because they're like, wait, this team is playing like West African teams, you know, other teams. Yeah, yeah, they were not playing like the way they were playing in the past where they're all like, oh no, don't touch me. They'll fall. They'll cry to the referee. They were playing more like strong fighting they're for the ball. The, the physical exactly. game. Exactly. That's why a lot of West African teams were like, oh, we like this team. That's why it was surprising to watch them play that way. So that's why I said the next African Cup in Ivory Coast next year, that will be an interesting one. Hmm. Good so just to summarize, the story of the winner, Argentina, the story in the World Cup, did you know what happened their first game in the World Cup? I know that they lost. Exactly. Right? So they started the World Cup. Saudi Arabia. There you go. They started the World Cup losing to Saudi Arabia, which is that not is a, incredible. no offense to Saudi Arabia, but that's not a top team in the world. So that's where everybody's like, this is not a good sign if the top team in the world is losing to Saudi Arabia. So they were like, Messi is not going to have to win a World Cup this year. But how is Argentina a top team in the world when they did not win the, the last World Cup? No, I'm, when I say I mean, top team, one, right, you know you have, not number one, I'm saying they are in the top five. Okay. Because you have, France you know, Brazil, France. They won the World Cup last Brazil year. was number France. Oh, I'm sorry, Brazil was, was number, number one. one. Yes. Mm. Yeah, even though they have not won the World Cup, but they had the best players. They had a very long unbeaten run of games. So, you know, this FIFA ranking has been a big debate about how they do it, but sometimes they, they look at the team that play well and say, oh, yeah, let's give you number one, you know, because Brazil yeah. went out I so think early. Because, I guess they add up the points, how many passes, how many, all that extra stuff. Yes, they do all their calculations, but I think after this World Cup, we know who number one team will be now, right? Obviously, Argentina. Argentina, exactly. Because so, beginning with that, exactly, because of Messi. But beginning with that loss to Saudi Arabia, Everybody was canceling them. All South America was like, oh, that's it. Messi's going back home. Every, everybody was like, that's all. Oh, it's over. You Messi lives like- to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia even made it a public holiday in their country because they beat Argentina. <laughs> and that's second only to Cameroon because Cameroon did the same thing. In the 1990 World Cup when they beat Argentina, they made a public holiday. I was like, I was just a, a born or a young kid that day. So I'm like, I was just born. It was the same year I was born. So I'm like, that's not good. Like, what happened? Like, I wish I was older. That way I could be like, hey, let me celebrate this um, public holiday too for Arden- Cameroon beating Argentina. I guess, spoiler alert, I just gave her my age, huh? <laughs> I said when I was born. <laughs> but yeah. So, beginning losing that game, they thought that that would be a hard worker for them. But they ended up getting out of the group by having better results in the next game. Yeah. Went out to the round of 16. They played an Australian team. Now, Australia is not really a top team in the world, but the Australian team fought and played hard, but they ended up winning that game 2-1. Moving on, they were cruising against Netherlands or Holland. It was 2-0. So they were like, oh, this will be an easy game. 
But then guess what happened in around the last five minutes of the game? Maybe. It was 2-0 and five minutes to go. Holland scored two goals to make it 2-2. Oh, and they had to go to extra time and penalties. Crazy. So luckily, they were able to beat so they um, won Holland. They penalties. Penalties, exactly. So this is not the first time they won because of penalties. Then after that, they played the last year runner-up of the World Cup, which was Croatia. And they ended up beating Croatia very easily, which was surprising. They beat them like 3-0. So everybody knew that France had struggled on their other side of the group to come to the final. So they thought that even though it's a great final, Argentina should win easily. And that's how the game started like. Once I turned on my TV to begin watching the game, after about 30 minutes, it was 2-0. 2-0. I saw that. So, I really stopped watching after that. I was like, Yeah. So everybody was like, oh, wow, this final is boring. It's over. But not to talk about the second half because that was a crazy second yeah. half. Yes. Mbappe said, I can't be in the finals and nobody's talking about me. They're talking a lot about Messi. So he scored a penalty. He scored again. And then he went now to extra time being at 2-2. So now at extra time being at 2-2, you would think everybody would be like, okay, let's just play to go to penalties. That way we can see who wins there. But no, Argentina came striking and they scored by who? The good Messi again. And after Messi scored, Mbappe says, hello, I'm still here. So he scored back again. And then he went to 3-3. And now came the dreadful penalties. Messi made his, Mbappe made his. Unfortunately, the other Cameroonian, Chouamini, missed his penalty. Mm. So that was sad. And then also um, Coleman missed his penalty. And then Argentina scored and lift the trophy of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. But it was funny. I'll have to find that video and show to you. The Qatar people came and gave him like a, a robe that they, that they wear in their own culture. To, yeah. Before he went and took the World Cup, they gave him a dress to wear that was their robe. Oh, he changed into it. it no, he was, wore, wore it on top of his jersey. It was so funny. <laughs> I was like, that was good that they were trying to bring their own culture and heritage into the, you know, the World Cup winners. And that That's ended a crazy cool. season of this World Cup that will ever live on in memories of those big football and soccer fans today. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel like there's so much coming up next now that Messi <laughs> yeah. will probably not be playing in the next World Cup, right? Yes. Um, who, I guess, who do you think would be like the next great person? I guess Ronaldinho, uh, what's his name? Ronaldo is still there. But Ronaldo like, will not else? be there the next World Cup because he'll be really? 40, 41 or 40, 42. Unless he comes oh, and play when he's 42 because he's older there. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who, who are we looking at that's like at that age? Right now, the young people... The person that was in the final, right? The Cameroonian, Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, him. You have also another player from other teams like um, in um, Argentina has a lot of good players still that are younger that will come back in the World Cup. Brazil, of course. You know, Brazil always has the stars. <laughs> and hopefully, this will be time for some African teams to step up the game, right? Like yeah, I African said, teams and non-European and non-South uh, American teams. I yes. for all of us. That's why so, we're saying that with all these teams adding on and the more places are available. You see how the finale just became exactly what we said? That this World Cup is literally a participation trophy with the end result always between Europe and who? South America. South America. And there we go. <laughs> France versus Argentina. Uh, that's why, like we said, but at least there's much progress with the other teams. Like we said, Australia yeah. went out to the group yeah. stages. Brazil African teams went out. Morocco went teams. out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Senegal went out to the group stages. You know, Africa, I'm saying, I mean, uh, Morocco went out. A lot of good big teams play well. Ghana play well, they won the game. Tunisia play well, they won the game. Cameroon, of course, beat Brazil 
you know, Morocco, of course, won their group. So there's a lot of good, good things that happen that shows that there's progress. A lot of good games this year. So, yeah. So that's, uh, I know this has been, what, 92 years of World Cup uh, history? Ooh, very long. That's why I'm just so happy that I'm involved in this and I can't look and I can't wait to watch the next World Cup. We're going back to the seasons again. So club football is coming back. So Chelsea, Chelsea and Barcelona, welcome back. Looking forward to watching you soon. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for that uh, amazing recap. Um, this was really a great way to end our uh, our season um, we are so excited. We have a lot coming up next year. We hope that you continue to listen to us. And thank you again, everyone that has been listening to our podcast. Um, one thing that we are going to try to do next year is we will be uploading our podcast on YouTube. Yes. So we will be recording a video. Um, so um, I will no longer be recording in my bed. <laughs> Maybe I will. Who knows? But it's very comfortable just to kind of like get on your bed and record, you know, a voice recording of your of yourself while um, while. So it feels like we're having a phone call, like a conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. But we're excited for that, and I hope that you guys are there to support us. We wish you a wonderful holiday with your friends, family, your loved ones. Um, Daniel, you have anything to add? And as always, to leave you with your African proverb, fitting of the World Cup, Iyapa and Rakusi, Puale and Ho, the Labre. There is no okay. shortcut to climb the top of the tree. You have to work hard, determination, and have teamwork. Amen. Amen. All right. If you enjoy our podcast, please... Um, Leave a like uh, on our social media. We are at Afro People Hour on Twitter and on Instagram. If you um, want to hear more, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google. We are available wherever you stream your podcasts. Until then, we will see you in 2023. I have been your host, Mireille and The Boss. And we will see you next year. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bonne année.